Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Choque Allen Alvarez. Um, you know, you may have heard his voice before in one of our face-to-face um, podcast episodes. Um, Choque has been doing some work with us ever forward, but this episode uh, is going to take a different turn. Um, we recorded this episode um, a month or so ago, maybe maybe two months ago. Um, but even more important than when we recorded it, lots of things have changed in Choke's life since we recorded. And I think as we are doing this work around giving men of all ages a space to talk about these emotional masks, what we also know is that what's here today can be gone tomorrow. That things can change in the snap of a moment, and we sometimes are sometimes left with like, why me? Why us? Why this? Why now? Why whatever? Whatever the questions that come up when things happen to us, the question is, how do we get through them? What if somebody asked you today how you're doing and you said, I'm fine, but tomorrow something happens and now they don't ask you for a long time because they thought you were just fine? Do you have people in your life that you could go to when things are not going so good? Because whether it was like the same day they asked you or the next day or the next week that you know that you could go back and be like, yeah, actually, there's more going on. The reason I'm talking about this right now is because um, Choke's life has changed a lot since we recorded our episode. And this is the first time in our intro we've actually brought a guest back, but he's here with us. And I want you to... Um, hear from him because when we recorded the episode, his life was in a different path and where it is today, just a few short weeks later, things have changed in a lot of ways. And so I'm glad he was willing to come and um, share this with you, but I think that it will help you to see um, that, man, life is delicate sometimes. It's okay. Welcome back to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Thank you. So how about you just, um, you know, it's, it's, it, we just wanted you to be here. And, I, you know, I think that, you know, we were going to release the episode today um, or release it this, this, ep- this week. And we wanted to make sure that, well, that's a very different reality than where you are right now. So thank you for being willing to come and share with us um, what's new in your life, what's been going on, how the masks have shown up and where you are today compared to where yeah. you were recorded. Yeah, so the, the the mic is yours, brother. Yeah, uh, so definitely a lot changed. Just like not too long after recording the podcast, I had uh, gone on a lunch break with from my friends and coworkers, and I broke my right ankle. So since it broke, it was it just oh, so much happened. No, not just my ankle had broken, you know, like family things had came up and everything so like so much it just made me realize how fragile life is and how often we take things for granted and how quick something that we have every day could be changed the next second or the next day or the next minute so like last time we were talking in the podcast we were talking about one of my interests and passions of fitness and I wanted to uh, like make fitness videos but i had to put that on a hold because my ankle was broken and i had to get surgery for it actually too i had plates and screws put inside my bones because like two of my major bones of the ankle support was broken 
And so it was, and because like productivity and fitness is such a big part of my life and it's something that's been with me since I was a baby, pretty much is like severely impacted my emotional well-being and like how happy I was with myself because I was inside all the time and I couldn't do everything I wanted to do. And then, like, alongside that, like, I found out that my grandpa had, like, tumors in his liver, too. And so, at that time, we didn't know how long he would have either, you know? So, it was like, I took my ability to walk and my ability to run and jump for granted. And then I took my grandfather, or granted too, is because I never thought that it would be something that would change. Yeah. Oh man, thank you, brother. I, I see you. I want to tell you, I see you. I see you. I hear you, and I so appreciate you. Thank you for letting your heart open up. I think I'm just thankful that you have you're on this journey now to reconnect to yourself, right? And to re reestablish your I think I've always known you as a very grateful person. I think it's it takes great gratefulness to a whole new reality when you're like, "Oh, I got to be grateful for like the the basic things, right? The just the right and, and not that you weren't but i'm just saying like to be like oh wait a minute i took how much we take it for granted until we lose it right and i think um you know the, everything you just said i i i appreciate you and i and i hope that what the people who listen to this episode recognize is that how many of our young men and men are walking around with those feelings that they don't talk about they bottle it up they stuff it they ignore it. They pretend like it doesn't not happening. And then what happens? It's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back, right? And if you don't have a healthy outlet, we see so many of the unhealthy outlets happening in our community. And, um, you know, as I told you before, and I'm telling you here now, I've told you in private, you know, I'm only a phone call away. So, you know, and I know sometimes it was the, even when we say it to people, it kind of puts the, per- the person on in a responsible place, right? So it's like, I could tell you that, and I know when people tell me that, I hear it and I even sometimes believe it, but I don't want to bother them. And so sometimes it's like, uh, it's on it's on me to also reach out and say, hey, how you doing today? How's it going? Right? Because um, sometimes even just the, even people who you know that are there for you, it sometimes may be hard. So I'm saying it to you again now, but I'm also, as I have told you before, I'm here for you, brother. And and I'll do a better job of just, you know, doing random check-ins. Um, and you're on our team. So, you know, you, we talk all the time, but most times it gets into work, work, work. And I think that um, it's important that we find time to just um, have a check-in that's disconnected from the from the work, you know? And I think that's yeah. really important, too. So thank you. And for all the – you, is there anything, that, last thing you want to say to the guests who are going to hear your episode today? No, nah, I mean, maybe just – Take a moment in your day or in your second just to be grateful for what you have and for the people you love. 
And I'm sending prayers and positive energy for you, your healing and your grandfather. And so um, thank you for sharing that. And and everyone out there, thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask movement, the Taking Off the Mask podcast, the Million Mask, all the things that we're doing to give people space to be more seen. And thank you for being on this journey with us. And so uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with somebody who you think could benefit from this message. Um, and we hope that uh, as it continues to move us forward with helping more men and people around the world, uh, that you will um, be a part of this movement with us. And you can make a mask anonymously at 100kmask.com. And we look forward to you being on this journey with us. Thank you so much, folks. guest is Choke Allen Alvarez. I am so glad to uh, have him on the show finally. If you, if you want to say finally, it's because this has been over a year in the making. Um, but um, I'm going to first let him introduce himself and then uh, we're going to jump in. Yeah, so my name is Choke Allen Alvarez. As Ashanti said, um, I just started working with the Everfora Club recently. So I'm excited to do that. Um, sophomore at SF State. So I'm studying visual communication design. And right now I'm pursuing a little YouTube uh, experience doing a fitness channel. But yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, for those of you who have uh, been following the, the podcast, you know, um, Choke was on a face to face with Kevin, who is also on our team. And and, and, I, and I'll tell you the funny story. I'll probably tell this later in the intro, but um, I got introduced to Kevin by Choke and Kevin was on the episode before Choke. So I, you know, just how, how ironic how things happen. Right. And everything is timing. So we trust that everything happens for the right reasons at the right time. Um, and sometimes it's just like, wait a minute, how, how did this happen? How, how, okay, well, sometimes that's how it needs to happen. Sometimes the flow of it, we don't get to plan. Uh, Choke was a part of our first Social Emotional Leadership Academy last summer. Um, I don't think it had the full name. I think we were just calling it Social Emotional Interns, I think. And the academy name grew out of it. Um, he was on the launch for the, um, the Million Mask Movement team. And, uh, and now we're here. So um, kind of this uh, and his school literally is up the hill from where our offices are. His school is literally like we can almost see it from our office uh, where his school is. So um, it's exciting that we're in this new season um, and um, we're excited for this conversation. So, you know, uh, Choke has experienced the mask in many different ways um, now that he's working with us. Um, he, he gets to see it on, from the backside of how we as a team kind of build this out. And um, what I'm excited about right now is that um, we get to make these masks. Let's get started. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was about to say you should introduce yourself even more because for some reason I feel like there's more to you that, than what you introduce. So I think maybe more of it is going to come out in the mask, but um, as a because it's not an interview, let's let's jump into the mask and let the mask kind of guide us. Um, 
the way we normally do it, as you know, um, is you get to decide who goes first. So as the as the guest, your opportunity is to say, OK, I want to go first or I want me to go first. And um, I've been trying to decide, you know, you've you because you've been in the internship, you've you heard me talk a lot about my story and myself, but I'm trying to figure out in terms of what mask am I creating today? Because lots is going on, you know? Um, so as you get to decide, for those out there who want to make a mask, you can go to 100kmasks.com and you can make a mask um, anonymously. Um, Choki and I are going to share one of our masks here publicly, um, but you are allowed to, you can do that on our website anonymously. And if you're an educator, you can actually sign up and take your students through that activity as well. So, Choke, uh, as the guest, you get to decide who goes first. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead and just do the front right now. Okay. Okay. Great. So I'm I'm gonna ahead and uh, made it on a little notebook, but the front what I wrote was dependable, uh, intelligent, and strong. Okay. Is there anything you want to say about any of those before we move on? Uh, I guess like it's just more like explaining what the words what 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 I wrote basically. So you can go ahead. Okay. So you want you want me you want me to do you want okay? Let me see. Um. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this one is uh really connected to today. So uh I was originally gonna write a draw. Well, you can't hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Uh, I was originally gonna make a box because today is really big day because we just got these boxes and um I wrote excited, passionate, and hungry. And um that's not hungry for food. Um, I think that excited is like these boxes arrived at our office today for the adventure game. Um, like I was like, when I first saw the boxes in front of the door, I was like, how are they going to put the boxes in front of the door? And nobody's here. Right. And then right quickly after that, I was like, well, if they had taken them back to the, to, you know, to the FedEx offices and been like, come pick them up, you know, I would have been like, why did you wait till I was here? So I guess my mind was like going all over the place, but I was like super juiced and I was like, all right. And I just know that, you know, as much as I have this dream of where it should be by now and where it could have been by now, I'm super excited about the work we're doing. Like I am dedicated to this work. Like, you know, like I'm passionate and hungry is like, I think I've not been hungrier before for like, I'm almost like, being able to taste a little level of success, right? I don't, I think we got a long way to go based on my dream and vision, but like, I'm hungry. Like I'm like, we got, we got to hire like three new people in the next month. Like probably even in, technically in the next week, we should be hiring them <laughs> today. We should be hiring them. But like, like, I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like, it's like, I don't know where we're all going to fit. Right. We got to find new office space and new, like just all this stuff is happening real fast. Um, and I, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, and even, and some things are not, you know, some things are going a little haywire. The 
as of a couple of days ago, I didn't know when the boxes were going to arrive, the games were going to arrive. And I'm like, how do we tell everybody that we're failing, right? And I, and I think that was so hard to like tell people that that we were failing. I mean, I I, I didn't want... I wasn't making the cards, so obviously, if I could have done anything about them, I would have had them out in time. But it's kind of like our we made a we made a commitment to the community, and so all that to say, uh, excited, passionate, and hungry is what I show on the mask. And so, <sighs> yeah, that was a lot. What now? You didn't say anything about the front of your mask, did you? Is there anything you want to say about your mask? Yeah, so I guess I, I'll go ahead and explain the front of my mask more of it. I just wrote like a little crazy person. This person reminds me of a show I used to watch when I was younger. Uh, it was like a, I forgot the full name, but it was like something fosters imaginary friends. Um, so this person looked like one of the people. He was tall and red, but for dependable I wrote dependable because I feel like sometimes uh, I show that I try to push forward to the people that I love or the people like my friends or family that they could always depend on me and they could always rely on me. Yeah. I'm always there for them. And intelligent, somewhat in a similar aspect, but more in terms of like, if there's a question you have, then go ahead and ask me. Like, I feel like <clears throat> I try to come off that I know a, uh, know a good amount of things. And so I'm here to give my knowledge away. Um, and strong in terms of more mentally than physically. Uh, yeah, just like like mental fortitude, I guess would be a good uh, description of of what I mean by that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, um, since you you went first technically, but I you know I did the explanation. Do you want to go first in the back, or do you want me to go first? How do you want that to work? I can go ahead and go first for the back. Okay. Um, so. One of the things I wrote was lost in information where I don't know what to do first. I feel like there's things that I have in the back of my mind, but it's so scrambled in my head that I don't know which part to pick from and take as a priority first. Like, I don't know which part I should do first. So sometimes I feel lost in what I know as opposed to just picking one and doing it. And another one I put, I said, I put like, feel like I'm disabled in venturing into my own interest because of uh, people around me or like family or friends interjecting with their own interest and, and what they think is best for me. And of course I know they're just giving their input because they love me and they, want the best for me but it's the best for me in their own image yeah yeah so mm. yeah yeah and then the last one i just 
but I kept it short and I just I just put anxiety mm. like I feel like sometimes I'm behind on so many things because of personal circumstances or how I was brought up or the choices that I made or my family made that put me onto the path that I am currently. I feel like those steps sometime hinder me from being on similar tracks of other people. Mm-hmm. I feel you, man. I resonate with so many of those things, so many of those things. And I think even just thinking about the feeling behind based on other people's expectations, like, right. What if, what if, uh, what if we could like kind of mute out all those other voices? I think I hear some, um, this one, uh, entrepreneur talk about this idea of like like i don't hear the criticisms and i also don't hear the praise right and i think that this is idea that if that was possible and i I haven't found it being possible for me yet right because sometimes the praise feels good and the criticism hurts right and if i could just ignore it if i could like not hear either it's kind of like this uh, type of meditation and i know you do a lot of work around mindfulness and meditation and things like that and i think there's this type of meditation called Vipassana and Vipassana was created by Goenka um, who the way it was described is passed down from, you know, Buddhist traditions, but he talks about this idea of equanimous equanimity. And when you listen to him, when you go to one of the courses, they use uh, audio tapes of him and he says, he says it in his voice. He has a really interesting like accent. He says equanimous no aversions no cravings no aver and i was like i was asking like what is he saying no, i heard the no cravings part but what is the first one and they were saying when that when i went as one of the te- it's a silent retreat but i was like kind of getting stuck because i'm like what is he saying and he's saying no aversions and no cravings right like don't avert things that you don't want don't don't cry and pull things you do want how do you just stay equanimous how do you just stay in the middle and i'm like what? How do you do that? You know, that's so hard. I mean, it's easy to do when you're in the middle of the mountains and you're not talking for 10 days. That's how the retreat was. 10 days of no talking, like silent retreat. (laughs) It's a little easier to do when no one's talking to you. You're not talking to anyone else. You're just kind of with your own mind unless you're, you know, if you can handle the thoughts and the chattering monkeys in the mind, right? But he talks about this idea of like, what if you didn't let the things that excite you get you so excited so that when the things negative happen, it drops you far down below. And then you get into this spike of like, I'm happy, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm mad. You get that. And he talks about, yeah, you're going to experience emotions, but how about you try and stay as equanimous as possible? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling a little anger right now. Why am I feeling anger? Okay, this is happening. Am I going to be okay? Am I in danger? Am I in danger? Am I, or am I feeling sad? I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling super happy. We just got these boxes in. And then what's going to, you know, something else happens in the next two hours that's like, I'm going to go to email and something's going to be like falling off. Oh, I got actually, <laughs> even funnier, like the, the I got an email when I came in the office about this presentation next week. They're like, hey, we're waiting for this stuff. If we don't get it by today, we're going to have to cancel the, pr-. I'm like, what? I thought we got you what you needed. So it went from like, yay, these boxes to what, what do you mean? And sometimes I feel it happening with myself energetically, you know? So anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, 
<sighs> wow. 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 Okay. Here's the back. And this was interesting today. So I put warrior, I put fighter, and I put fear on the back. And um, <laughs> interesting, the reason I chose warrior on the back today, I mean, I don't think that there's anything, I don't think anything wrong with showing you a warrior. Um, and I'm thinking of a warrior in the sense that to fight against injustice, to fight against things that are hurting our community. And like, I, I fight for well-being of our young people, but I'm oftentimes like having to navigate in a world where for me as a, you know, six foot one black guy with dreadlocks in this, in a, a big 300 pounds, right? I, I carry around a lot of space. <laughs> like I always have to tone it down. I feel, I feel the pressure to tone it down because I don't want to make people afraid. I don't want to make people feel threatened. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So I oftentimes will like, okay, like I'll see stuff when I, I try not to watch these really horrific negative videos, but sometimes I'll, you know, I'll catch one. It's on my algorithm because <laughs> I know I like to click on them and I get so mad about the things I'm seeing. Right. And with the with these phones we can record so much more stuff and i see so much more and i find myself wanting to like post something and be like this is unacceptable this is not like i, I feel i feel wanting to be that warrior that fighter and i'm like well i don't want to make people mad i don't this is not this is not a this doesn't align with my the brand that i'm trying to create um you know deep down i'm all for justice and for people's well-being and for non um, uh, eliminating police brutality and even brutality amongst people in our own communities, right? But then I'm like, well, I don't want to make people mad. So what I do is I just don't say anything. I stay silent. And sometimes I feel like a chicken, you know? I feel like, I think it's the fear, right? It's the fear. It's like, I feel afraid. I feel afraid to like, to fight against those th those powers. And um and it makes me more makes me upset about it, right? Like, why 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 don't I just like not care about what people say, what people think, what people are gonna, right? But I, but I'm running this organization, I'm building this thing, and I I'm trying to grow it. And how do you? And then I wonder, maybe that's how these people who make a whole lot of money act and operate, right? Like, hey, if you, I mean, we don't have we have a small organization right now, but what about these millionaires, billionaires? Why are they not speaking out against these injustices most times? Well, maybe they feel that same thing. Well, I don't want to make people mad. I don't want to. So then if everyone's afraid to speak out, then what happens? How do we ever make it better? Because people don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to lose their money. They don't want to lose their prestige. They don't want to lose their fame. And so they stay quiet. And I'm not famous. So, and I feel it. Right. So I'm imagining when people have a million, two million followers, they're like, well, I don't want to make people mad. So <laughs> I, the other day on you, you and I working on Instagram the other day, like four or five people. I saw I didn't even I never look at any algorithms until I start talking to you. All these data and statistics, some like five people unfollowed. It was August the 10th. And I'm like, what did I say on August the 10th? So I had to go back. I'm like overthinking what I had said on August the 10th that made. Now, I didn't even notice it before. You know, it wasn't until I looked at the data that then was like, 
what did, what did I do? What did I do? Right. And that kind of thinking, overthinking and worrying is not how I want to live. Like I, I want to be able to speak my truth, speak the truth that I exist in the world. And if people need to leave, they need to leave. If they stay, they stay, you know, like, but I, I felt that feeling the other day when we were in the office and I was like, why are you talking? Why am I, when I noticed it, I said it out loud. I'm like, why are you even making a point about this Ashanti? Who cares? Cause I do sometimes care. Right. So man, that's the back. Hmm. Wow. What does it mean when you say you feel like disabled from your own goals and dreams? Like what would you do if you weren't feeling that type of blockage of being able to re read, read the second one on the back? Can you show, show the back of mask again just so I can see it? I think I don't remember the phrasing you described it as, but I know it's a... the back of the mask. The second one, it was it was a little little confusing by the way I wrote it. Yeah. Um, what I wrote was feel like I'm disabled in venturing into my own interests because of my family's own interests. Yeah. Like, what would you do if you were fearless and you would go after what you wanted? Right. I feel like if I wasn't so, if I didn't receive it, if I didn't hear their own inputs, then I feel like I would just go out and do everything at that moment. I I, I think it's a it's a it's like a combination of really. Why the reason I'm feeling disabled is just because I'm eager to do things, and I feel the eagerness is from seeing other people doing things. Mm -hmm. But I also have to remind myself that I'm on my own journey, mm -hmm. and so the things that I'm accomplishing and the things I'm going to accomplish come at their own pace in my life. What what can you name one of those things that one of those things that you that you're eager to do that you feel like you I mean it, it sounds like you are on your own path but it also sounds like some of your path is being influenced by others' paths right yeah it's kind it's kind of like if you if two people are running in a, in, a, in a lane next to each other I mean you don't in a race people don't just like push you over right they just start yeah. moving into your lane and then you start inching yourself your lane out of your own lane right. It's kind of like I think uh, one of those influencers in the old days was like, you know, um, influence is powerful and subtle, right? Like your family's not trying to push you. They're not saying, don't do that. But the influence is powerful and subtle. It's like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And then slowly you look up and you're like, how did I end up way over here? What, 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 how did I end up off track? I didn't, I didn't notice I was going off track, but it's that subtle part of it. So do you know what, can you name one thing you would try? You would well, do? Yeah, I, I can name an example of something that I've just started just doing on my own just because I've felt the motivation to do it. And I've, I kind of cut out 
the other people's inputs and just decided that I mean it's not their life so the choices I make only impact myself and so I can choose either to listen to what they're saying or I can choose to listen to myself um one of them is like doing uh videos on YouTube like fitness and so like in high school especially I was always that person who like worked out um not like super hard but just recreationally and so I would have friends and acquaintances like ask me for tips or like hey like your arms are looking kind of big can you give me some some workouts or something and so I felt like if I've been doing this why don't I try and make this something I can get money from or something that I can help more people with at least and so like putting videos up on YouTube of of workouts that I've done that helped me then I should just go ahead and make the video so I can help more people and let them know different tips and tricks or whatever but like I had voiced that want previously in this year or something to a, to some family members and they're like no don't do that pretty much it's just like it's like what's the point in doing it right like so yeah yeah right on well i'm glad i'm glad that you i'm glad that you began to get rid of those voices right like like to pull those voices out of the equation yeah because sometimes those voices like let me ask you let me ask you this maybe you have a, an idea about it um why do you think that someone would say to you someone who is who apparently cares about you in some way at least they care enough to try and give you some advice but why would they ask you encourage you to do the opposite or not do what you really want to do why would somebody why would anybody ask somebody to to do that to like no don't follow your heart they do don't do that <laughs> why would why do you think that happens i think i think it's more of a just a belief in what they feel is gonna work it's like they don't want me to try something because they don't know what the results are going to be so they're just like take the safest route. Hmm. That's that's what I feel like it is. Yeah. Uh, the safe route. That's a that's a powerful word. The safe route. I wonder what is the what what is the safe route? Is that the route where you don't feel any pain, or you don't ever fail, or you? What what does this, what what do you, what in your mind what does a safe route mean? Safe route for me is like. You know, growing up, you just hear it from so many different people. It's like, go to school, go to college, and get a good paying job, and that's it. And then eventually you'll be able to have some money where you could get a house or maybe have some family of your own. I feel like that's, that's in my opinion, like the safe route. That's that's what I think of when people say the safe route is just the average one of the mill 
life. I guess I guess you could I guess you could call it that. It's just mm. it's just a life without risks. Mm. And the, really to me what it sounds like is a life without pursuing. Mm. Because what I'm just doing is doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. I'm going to a school that 10,000 other people are going to. And I'm in a major that a thousand other people are in. And I'm applying for a job that a hundred other people are applying for. And I'm trying to buy a house that 12 other people are looking at. Hmm. But I didn't look at, I didn't take the risk that zero people are taking because it's too risky then. Because now I don't know what the results are going to be. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. And I, and I wonder when I think about the safe route and the route without the route without the route, <laughs> the route without risk. I think about this also this idea that the, the new route that I hear a lot of people talking. And you know, we have one young man uh, who we know, and this idea. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to go into any debt so i'm not gonna go to college because then i'm gonna be in debt and then that's gonna make i'm like okay yeah that's one way of seeing college (laughs) as just a debt right like i mean and statistics show that your earning potential is so much more right like it is not the guarantee it is not the only way but and but if you were looking at statistics of like well i don't want to leave college with debt all right, so what's the, how's it going to work? Well, I'm just not going to go. And you're like, I think that I imagine like how many times we, we've like looked for a safe route because that's a safe route, right? I want to start a career and not be already in debt. That makes sense. I mean, the, 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 the traditional safe route, school, college, job, right? Do good in school, go to college, get a job. You leave college with a debt because, you know, most people are not able to pay for college outright. A lot of people aren't. Um, hopefully they already get maybe get enough funding, but you know that, how that works. And then the other is like, well, don't go to college so you don't end, end, so you don't end, leave with a bunch of debt. Well, okay, then what are the other options? Then I have to go get education another way because you're gonna have to get learning some way, right? You're gonna have to. Oh, I'm gonna just go out and get a job. And you wonder, like, in those four years of working, uh, compared to four years of college, I've incurred no debt. But have I incurred enough knowledge that's going to now pay me at the rate, you know, like all the things, right? Yeah, I have no debt, so I'm just working. And how much is enough? Is, do I have enough to survive, enough to live, enough to live comfortably, enough to have the life of my dreams, right? I think those are a lot of questions that young you, you know, you're asking yourself and you're trying to figure out. And I'm glad you went out and made the video, brother. I think, uh, I mean, it, it's a journey. I mean, I... I think when I was on my way to college, I never thought about that kind of thinking. No one around me was talking about that. So I never was thinking, don't go to college because you don't get debt. So when I hear people say that, it takes me a moment to be like, what is the fear there, right? What is the fear of the people in their life that is telling them that debt is dangerous, so don't get it, even if it's in pursuit of kind of creating a lifestyle that you want, you know? And the people who are saying, oh, no, don't do that. Don't be risky. Don't don't go after that thing. Maybe it's some of their own experience of pain or hardship or 
and they're trying to protect others against it, right? To protect you from it or whatever, you know. Um. Yeah. Uh, have you did I did I tell you all last summer the story of the the cage with the scientists and the and the and the monkeys and the, and the banana? Yeah, I did tell you that. Story. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my cousin. Heard you say Cajun monkeys and he finished the rest of your sentence in the oh. background. So. <laughs> that, that's one of the stories that is really relevant, right? Like we don't we, we pull people down from the things that they want because we hurt we felt pain around it. Not trying to trying to hurt them or hold or even because we don't want them to have success, but we know that that way it may be painful. And I think that, you know, some of those warnings are not all bad, but some of them are based on my experience, you know, and based on somebody else. And maybe it's on somebody's experience who's never made a video and put it out on social media or put one out and they didn't get any likes. And therefore, like, the feeling of that pain is like, I don't want you to feel that pain, right? Uh, just all that stuff. Um, yeah. What What do you think is, um, and as we, you know, uh, but you and I have talked a lot. So if, if you and I haven't, those who are listening, you're like, there's so much more to say, and it probably is because Choki and I have had several conversations in the past. Where where do we need to take this conversation to to go deeper? Like, where do we need to go to not necessarily go deeper, but what? Like when you and I first met at in the in the front of Knob Hill, you know what? You know something I thought about? Show me the notebook that you're writing in. This, so this I, is what I, I did the mask one in. I noticed it. So this notebook, do you remember when you got that one? Do you remember when you got it? A while ago. Okay, it was a while ago. Do you, yeah. do you remember where? I don't remember where at this okay. moment. Well, when I saw it, I exactly remembered where. And you, that notebook was in the backpack when we went to Colorado. When we stayed in the mansion in the woods when we were at the restoration retreat and when I saw you, when I saw you lift it up, I, I recognized the, the, the pattern and the color. And I'm like, what? That's the intern X. That was our first trip together. Right. That was before you even did an internship with us before you started working with us. That was the, one of the early experiences. Yeah. Like it was basically right after we had met, it was like a few months after. That's right. It just the opportunity had came up. That's right. What do you remember about that retreat? That was probably 2019, I remember, if I remember right, 2019 or 2018. Yeah, 2019, 2019. Yeah. Because 2020 was Social Emotional Leadership Academy. And then this is 2021. Yeah. So I think it was early, I think it was like February of 2019, February, March, the spring, I think it was. I don't remember the month, but what do you remember about that retreat? The restoration retreat. Oh man. I remember a lot because to me, it was such a powerful experience and there are so many substantial moments for me mentally and emotionally. It, it was really powerful. So one of the most memorable parts of the experience was literally, I think, the first day that we got to Colorado and we were after we 
got out the airport. We met a few people and then we had hopped in a van. We went to the hotel that we were going to be staying at for like that night and the day next. And we had met like maybe half, not half, maybe half the group altogether, but we had met at least like 12 other young black men from across the country who were there. And it was just like, we all clicked so easily. Like I remember we had, we were waiting in the lobby and we had like all our bags down in like one corner. And then we just had formed the circle somehow, some way somebody started it. And it kind of turned into like a cipher and we were like talking and rapping. And then we had, taking it to the uh to the van we had all got on the van and we were driving up to go up to the hills and to go eat or whatever we were going to do but after that we just started the cypher again just we didn't we didn't even know each we never met each other before like we barely had a brief introduction of who we were i don't even know if we all introduced our names but we just started clicking from the universal language of music. Is it was a phenomenon that we could all that we all appreciated and that we all had experience and were familiar with. And I felt like that was probably one of my favorite moments was that time when we had just all started wrapping off of each other, going back and back. And, I, and the part I remember was, um, you know, the restoration retreat that second this year, 20, 2019, they had first, the young women were there first and the young men were second. So the young women were clearing, you know, clearing out of the, the big cabin and the young men were coming in. So when we came in, we had this first day of like food and like, special surprises right run from run dmc was there i was like what i was that's my that's my age right i was like oh my god i was like feeling like a like like i like starstruck right like uh seeing run in there but and and all the young people well a lot of them were in the barn and they were just like making music it was like it was amazing right it was amazing amazing just like a space of care and I, and I was just I tried to stay out of it you know I tried to like just be an observer because I was <laughs> I wanted to get in the mix too I wanted to be in there I'm not a rapper but I like music you know but I was trying to like let the young people have their space you know but it was really beautiful to see that and and I and I think I remember uh seeing you do the archery I don't know if you had done archery before but I think you got a bullseye at one point. I don't know if you surprised yourself or if it was normal, but I remember I happened to be able, I was there when it happened. And it was just like watching the other young men just show like appreciation and like not and no and love around. Oh, look with it. Right. I remember that moment. It was just like that felt so good. Like, why can't we create more environments where? we don't have to hate each on each other and we can just show love because I think we need it. We need more of it. You know, um, I think I have a picture of you 
in front of the archery set. I gotta I gotta look back through those uh, photos. Um, but yeah, I saw that notebook and I was like, oh, that's the restoration retreat, right? And why we we should we I think we should have a restoration retreat every year. Like whether we can have it there or not, we should just go somewhere different, see something new, and make time to restore ourselves. You know. I definitely agree with that 100%. Like, I definitely think those are very significant and powerful moments for us as individuals, but also to be able to connect with other people, especially those who look like us or those who've had similar experiences throughout their life. Yeah. Did you did you get on a horse? Did there was horseback riding? Did you get on a horse? Yeah, yeah, I definitely got on the horse. You did that too. What about yeah. what about fly fishing? Yep, fly fishing. I did the too. fly fishing, and I didn't necessarily catch a fish all by myself, but <laughs> I definitely did the fly fishing. Nice. <laughs> Were you in the waders? Were you in like the in the in the river? Yeah. So we yeah. had we had the big wader overalls and the boots and everything. <laughs> yeah uh that's so awesome that's so awesome man listen i am um really excited that you are back you know um we tried to see if we could make it work last year i'm glad that you're back doing some work with us i, I i'm i'm excited about this year i think that what's about to happen in this like this next six months well what's today this is august so in the next six months like between now and february and not that any special date in february but um, th this next season of our work is about to like set the tone for the next several years of our work, right? These, these, the game, the box, and where we're gonna go next, I think, is gonna really transform how we as an organization operate. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're on the journey with us. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to say to young people out there? Any any message you want to give to the community, like any any part of the community or the whole community at large? Um, just about as we're talking about these masks and how do we find ways of like getting real and following our own hearts as opposed to following what other people tell us that we have to follow. What, any message you want to share yeah. with folks before we close up? I would say find people who are like-minded as you is me and Kevin were talking about this the other day is like, we feel the need to have a circle of people around us who are in similar positions as us or who are thinking similarly to us. So then we can all build off of each other and uplift one another at the same time. Yeah. And also connect with our own experiences and how that can affect the others. Hmm. For, find, for, yeah. Yeah. Find those people, find that circle around you. I think we need it. I think we need it. We need it. We need a place to a comfortable, a safe circle around us. Some, a lot of people have circles around them, but they may not be circles that uplift them or that encourage them or push them or challenge them or hold them accountable. Right. And I think I think we need a mixture of all of that. I think a lot of people bring build circles around themselves that are like they don't challenge you, they don't make help you grow. You may feel you may feel you may have fun there, but you're not growing, right? I, I, I heard I heard 
from someone that said, you know, in our lives, we should have people around us in three levels. People who we look up to, who can mentor us. People who are kind of at our same age group, um, skill level, horizontal to us, so we can um, be in the journey together. And people who we are offering support to, people who may be behind us, younger than us, um, kind of trying to get where we are. So we have this mixture of people around us that we got people we're helping mentor, people that we can partner with and work, you know, work diligently together with and people who help us to go higher. And so um, thank you for sharing that. And I, and I hope that, you know, people out there begin to look for those people in their lives, those levels of people. And uh, there's, a, there's a saying that says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if five people you hang around with are broke, you may be the fifth broke one. You know, <laughs> right? And if you know, if, if 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 the average of the five people you hang around with are doing a bunch of wasting time, you may find yourself also being a person who wastes a lot of time. Um, but find the people around you that are going to help you grow. And um, yeah, yeah, brother. So I am really proud of you. Thank you for being on the Taking Off the Mask podcast a year later. <laughs> That's just a little small jab for you, um, but I'm glad everything happens in the right time. So it was the yeah. right time, and I'm and I'm excited about where we're going next. So, uh, how you know what is your channel? How do you want people to follow you? What is the ways that people can see what you're up to if you want them to do that? And we'll have it in the show notes. But if you can tell them here, right? So I mentioned the fitness YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel called. Akuma Cuts, A K U M A K U T Z. Um, so I'm posting like workout videos on there and different tips and tricks on how to build muscle or strength. And I plan to pursue a few different subjects on that YouTube channel as well. And on Instagram, my name is the same as the YouTube, Akuma Cuts with a Z. All right. Well, we'll put that in the show notes and um, just spell it out one more time for people. Spell it yeah, out. A K U M A K U T Z. Yep. See, I even spelled it wrong. So good. Now, now see, I put a C. Okay. Beautiful. We'll have it in the show notes spelled perfectly right. And uh, I'm glad. Thank you for spelling it. Well, look uh, folks out there, if you want to make a mask, 100kmasks.com you can make a mask anonymously if you know somebody who should be on this in these conversations with us please let connect us with them connect them with us and if you heard something that you know a young person who can be inspired by Choke's words today please share this with them and you know you sharing and liking it gives it's the best way for other people to help find it the way you found this so we thank you so much okay glad to have you with us today um, we look forward to seeing you soon and uh, everyone have a great day. Taking Off The Mess podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one-year anniversary 
we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask experience and we look forward to you being a part of it as well if you liked what you heard today please like subscribe and share and we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter take care see you soon